Geek Shock. Geek Shock. But it, because she had the freaking sock monkey, that's what she wanted to buy. And I'm like, oh, do you want you want to buy a monkey? She hasn't seen Cabin Boy. I guess not. What an uncultured cunt! <laughs> what? She probably hasn't what? even seen uh, Get wow. Alive either. Is that like from Yo Play or Danon? Yeah. Uncultured cunt. <laughs> you get it. You swirl. Fruit <laughs> on the top. <laughs> that's that's what that's they, what we should do. We should open it. a frozen yogurt shop and just have really inappropriate names for all the the ready made. I don't know if we're up to and come up with all of them. In jail, you can toss your salad or get a you swirl. <laughs> <laughs> you do it on yourself. <laughs> do it on yourself. <laughs> that's, a, that's that's a yo play. Oh, you use, God. use a spoon. <laughs> yeah. What's your play? Yo play. Yo play with your asshole. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 139. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. I- I'm not Commander K. He's not here today. He's not responsible for any of this. It's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> Just Michael. And I want to thank all family who is listening at the moment. Uh, uh, <laughs> have your family been listening? Uh, what's that? Has your family been listening? If have you they, gotten if, any uh, if, feedback? If they have, they haven't admitted it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So no feedback. No, I know they listen and they laugh um, Did you tell with them? headphones on. Do they? Did you yeah. tell them about really? your cousins telling you they, they had share no with the younger idea? people. Oh. Did you tell them the story about your cousins and discovering the show and not not knowing that you're uh... Oh, the fact that that oh wow, Uncle Todd cusses? Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a surprise to many of my family. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, what geeky things you do this week, guys? Hmm. Did you finish hmm. Master uh, 3 yet? Hmm. Mass Effect 3? I, I am like so close right now. I I had to put it down to come here. Oh, but, I'm uh, so close right now, too. And, and Paul ain't putting it down. <laughs> nope. Oh! Your hand off of there. <laughs> oh! Turn your head, Jeff. He Watch out! Oh. Oh. That's what you hear oh. Paul mention on this you, whole man. time. I know. Oh. That's the oh. weird thing. Oh, I want a new ending. <laughs> <laughs> they cave. They're, you're getting it. Yeah, well, uh, it's not even a, not an alternate ending, but um, additional content. Additional content. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm looking. Which forward. expands on the current ending. This game has me funny. so depressed, though. I'm like fighting this force to save the universe. The galaxy is uh, is hard, and 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 it's not like it's difficult. It's just hard on my soul. Is it? I, is this I, one's I, weighing on you more it's, than it's any of the rest? On me. Yeah. It's, Saving. You you don't want to do that. What, you want well, to no. It's just you know you you every mission, every every little side quest is like either let millions of people die or or let a very you know a friend of yours that you've had since the beginning of the game die, and you're like, ah, oh, I've got to make this decision. I've got to sacrifice my friends. The needs of the many. many I'm just gonna many. say that. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you got Paul blocked. Paul, I, Paul is always blocking me. Every time I try to say something, I gotta wait for him to finish his Turn joke. Turn your head to the side. I told you, you're not That's why you can't to go me. to the bars with Paul, man. Yeah, that's not. That's true. I'm not a good wingman. I get all the pussy. <laughs> Well, you're married. You flash that ring, and that, it's just yeah. like, Woo! it's a magnet. It works. Let's say magnet, please. <laughs> no. We got to start more episodes with wonder shows in. I have to start <laughs> yeah. It's that was You're lucky. That was something. <laughs> mm. 
Um, I uh, I I got Soul Caliber. You you get you gave in. You got Soul Caliber. Yes, I did. And I you designed. I, I designed characters. What was that you said that that uh, uh, character creation is the new meth? Yeah, really. Something it like is. that. It was just I I actually spent an afternoon. It's like I really need to be doing my taxes right now. But first, I'm gonna make the Hulk. <laughs> nice. I really need to do my taxes right now. But first, I'm gonna make some drow. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Some drow. Some drow. It's to be good I, well, for I, you. you know, IP. I don't want to violate anybody's uh, <laughs> violation. So, but uh, yeah, I've already got some ideas. Uh, Paul, Paul. Okay. Well, I was gonna say Paul stimulated me, but <laughs> Paul. Uh, <laughs> He's a man of many talents. <laughs> I've been accused of worse. <laughs> Accused, but not convicted. But never convicted, right? That's why I'm walking free, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it was that would yeah. That's uh, that's been fun. That, that I I had to lower the difficulty on the nightmare level, fucker. I did too. Um, but uh, everybody does. I didn't want to. Fair. I, I went know. through it like fifty times. Oh, oh, and it totally destroyed. You you call up your license, and there it is. 80, 80 losses, twenty wins. It's like yep. oh yep. fuck, fucking nightmare. So, guys, but his uh, name is Nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. I'm just so, thinking that too. I've been anyway. buying uh, the downloadable content packs for other. Uh, so it's not just a clever nation and <laughs> character stuff. And so how many of those? How many of those are there now? The downloadable costume packs. Well, uh, there's only like five DLC costume packs, and then there's a there's an extra character you can buy. And then there's a crap load of music downloads, which I haven't done any of those. Yeah, I saw that. I was just like, mm. not gonna mess with those. Yeah. Not very, I'm not paying enough attention to the music as it is. So, mm. yeah, music is good. No, yeah, I, no, music not to good, take but, away but, from, but but yeah, I don't know. If I knew if I knew a certain piece that from an old Soul Caliber that I really liked, if I heard it, I'd probably dig it. If it had like a music store font front. Where you could I actually listen it. to the pieces before you buy them. You know what I mean? I oh, so there's not even a sample. It's no, it's just by the. Well, I mean, no. you know, diehards know what the music is. Oh, okay. But I'm not that diehard of a Soul Calibur fan. But yeah, we got to play online. I got to show them all my crazy characters. It was a lot of fun. Yes, I. Um, <laughs> I all was your crazy uh, characters. Mm -hmm. subjected to the strap. <laughs> uh, Everyone had, gets subjected to the strap. You had to take the on strap. the strap. Oh my lord! Well, yeah, you don't take on the. the it's it's more <laughs> so like so it's put takes, on. Yeah, he, so much you, as he takes you on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the Lord. Oh God! Yeah. The Lord? Yeah. <laughs> Would you make Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what was really funny? In our in our fight, I I didn't know he was doing this, so uh -huh. you know I'm I'm calling up my character, and of course over the headphones, there's Paul. Oh yeah, I made this one. This one's so good. You know, no, I like, okay. And I pulled up my character, Demon Girl. Okay. I actually got a red woman with uh, the whole cloven hoof, horns, everything. Nice. And boop, she comes up, and boop, there's Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my, uh oh. And and, and to, to, to really put a horrible point on it, I won. And during during that battle, <laughs> he unlocked uh, a uh, an achievement. Uh, what was it? Uh, Marked by heaven or something no, like that? No, no, I, I was... I, oh, that was I, you. Yeah, when I fought you, when I fought Jesus, <laughs> yeah. I got, like, marked from above or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something from heaven. That was really funny. funny. Yeah. Heaven's watching you. And on top of that, I destroyed Jesus' equipment. 
mm -hmm. which included his stigmata. <laughs> <laughs> like a big old wraparound hit, and he flies up, and like, oh, it was, that was, I, I had very mixed feelings about that particular. I can bout. only imagine playing Paul and going, Jesus Christ! And then yeah. he goes, oh, he's up next. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. He has a, a really cool tunic with a big gold JC on the front of it. Yeah. He's got a halo yeah. and a dove on his skirt. You did a, he's you wearing did sandals, a, and he's got halo, uh, stigmata yeah. on his hands. It's pretty dope. Yep. Damn <clears throat> impressive. That, yeah. was, uh, that was, yep. He's a funny one. I made some other ones, Paul, though, inspired by you. So, nice. Uh, I can't uh, wait to fight again. It's a oh, great game. Yeah. So I played that. I beat uh, Force Unleashed 2, finally. Yesterday. That was a fun <laughs> game. I, had, pretty I good. had a good time with that one. It's pretty good, but man... Glitchy, weird bullshit. You awesome had glitches? Yeah, kind of, yeah, towards the end. But it's um, fine. So are they like super aliens, force users, Sith? No. The did you ever no. finish <laughs> uh, Force Unleashed 2 Thank you, Mike. Yeah, yeah, Appreciate I, it, brother. I, I did finish it. It took me a lot of two hours. It's a short game. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well, short. I remember when you rented it, and I played through Which it, I'm and then you were that. like, I don't know if I'm going to play it all the way through. So no, no, I'd already played it all the way through, and you'd played it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I downloaded the Endor extra pack, but I haven't been able to access it. I can't figure out where how to access it. <laughs> it's a secret level yeah. pack. I'm fucked up. You gotta unlock your downloadable content. Oh I, God. Like maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's on the disc already. Achievement unlocked. Oh, dude, the content I, you I downloaded last month. News. But with, like, uh, Nintendo's new console uh, and yeah. the new Xbox that's being worked on and the rumors about it not being able to play used games. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the rumor mill oh, right now. Oh, my God. If that happens, it's... It's not going to happen. They're going to... And, and I think both Nintendo and Xbox are going to call them the FUs. Yes. <laughs> Nintendo, FU. Xbox, <laughs> FU. Did you get your Xbox FU? Oh, yeah. In I've the been A. FU'd. I got it right in the A. I got my Wii FU. F you in the A. Actually, that one's probably just going to be the Wii fucked. <laughs> I got a Wii fucked. <laughs> well, before we begin, email real quick. We got an email. Yay, from John. Email. Yay. Our viewer that, writing that, us. That's, that's <laughs> encouraging your addiction. <laughs> uh, Todd, I found this great site a few months back. Thought I'd yep. share it with the Ugly Couch Show. It's called $6 T-Shirts. Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. Cool T-Shirts for only 6 bucks each. Now, they're not the highest quality shirts, but what we expect for six fucking bucks. It's a $6shirts.com with a six number. Uh, check it out. Maybe one day us fans will see some ugly couch shirts. Oh, he's hint. looking at me as he says this. Uh, Postscript, thanks for recommending Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. This is one of the funniest books I've read in a while. Can't wait till Michael Bay fucks it up with another shitty movie version. <laughs> <laughs> All Thank right. you, John. Thank you, John, for writing So, in. officially, oh. t-shirt stuff. I'm going to make one comment oh. on this, and this is it. Oh, okay. This is it. All right, I'll so for over a year, Barry has promised. <laughs> no, no, listen. It, it gets better. Okay. For over a year, he's promised to get me this file that is a high resolution of our trademarked Ugly Couch Show graphic in 3D with everything on there so that I can print 3D. it as a T-shirt because I need a high resolution version of it. High resolution. Long story short... He's Story always, quote-unquote, too busy too to get it to busy. me. I did find one on my hard drive this week. Hard. It is a high resolution. It, it doesn't have everything I want it, so I'm going to tweak it a little bit. This but week. I do have it. I'm going to do some test runs, hopefully <clears throat> next week, for T-shirts. Keeping fingers crossed. 
I'll keep you guys <clears throat> informed. Cross. Hopefully, I will have good news by the time we do this next week. Oh, good. All right. Listen Wait further for t-shirt news. <clears throat> so, anyway. Uh, it might be real basic, like just says the Ugly Couch Show. But, uh... Hey, it's a start. Can well, I finally you know, get a shirt? I have a, I have, I have a, pic- a really good picture of <laughs> Jelly that I want to do an Ugly Couch Show picture uh, with Jelly Biglins on the cover. But uh, I got to play around with that because I am not the best at Photoshop. Has Jimmy Bingo's right given his license for that yet? I don't know if he's oh, approved shit. of the uh, T-shirt. Hey, that's work for hire. Don't you know? <laughs> like don't it. you know? Jelly Biglins is contracted to us for life. We own. I thought his Jelly Biglins rights. was independently wealthy, and you were contracted to him for life. Mm, maybe that's it. <laughs> well, you don't. Do I know we own his likeness rights. Produced or by maybe, Jelly Biglins. Maybe he owns really our likeness rights. Yeah, it might be the other way. It might be the other way around. Who yeah. is owned? He, he is the he is the uh, puppet behind the couch. That is true. He's all the way back strings. there. He's he's probably back there right now. Someone's arm up his ass. (laughs) Any other geeky things, guys? Um, Um, uh, um, Everybody see the whole thing about the God, the Gary Goddard. Oh yeah, no. Gary Goddard. Yeah, the, the uh, real life Enterprise, and oh. yeah, I'm going to actually cover that whole story. Oh, oh I'm do. sorry. Okay, well, sorry. Save that then. So that's coming. I'm. That's uh, going to come know. here. Yeah, I got that. <clears throat> Darren and I were racking our brains whether we've actually waited on him at the bar or not, because I did wait on a guy that used to work for Landmark. Uh, he's and he was with a couple other people, and he's like, "Yeah, my crew and I, we helped design the experience." We were sitting there talking to him at the bar, so we were trying to rack our brains whether that was that guy or not. But well, at least he got a shuttle. Yeah, right. That's right. The Goddard. Hmm. Oh, Get on the Goddard. Oh, you a debt of gratitude. I owe you a debt of gratitude, Goddard. I do not owe you a great debt of gratitude. The line must be drawn here. Who came up with the phrase "debt of gratitude"? I do you a debt of gratitude. <laughs> It's even funnier when you get shit in your mouth. I got you shit in his mouth. <laughs> I did you a what solid in the mouth. <laughs> Children are not allowed on the bridge. <laughs> get There's that shit out of my solid. mouth. <laughs> Why did you shit in my mouth, Mr. Wolf? I will make them pay. If you were any other man, I'd have killed you. So I just shit in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have preferred to die. News you don't give a shit about. Uh, Unless sure it's in we Paul's don't. mouth. Uh, Bravo has announced that the Empire built on sort of funny pictures of cats and typos. I can have cheeseburger. Oh, will be getting its own reality series. Bravo announced that the show, tentatively titled "Huh," will focus on titular CEO Ben Huh and his staff. Uh, for those somehow unaware, I can has cheeseburger founded an empire on silly pictures of cats overlaid with misspelled words. <clears throat> Since the cats took off, the network has ballooned into or acquired various other comedy-oriented websites, including Fail Blog, the super useful Know Your Meme, and content aggregator The Daily What. So, yes. The Daily uh, is what? coming to Bravo. I love cats. Great. Insert crickets noise here. Yeah. Hooray! Although oh. this reality show is going to be about how that place is run, and you know they could take a page from the Penny Arcade it's gonna be a reality, reality show. show. Are you not listening to me? Yeah, it's a reality no, show. No, he's busy chewing on that shit in his mouth. Boo! Yeah, it's They're a reality gonna, show they, about how would... that company is run, basically. Oh, basically, to... it is you know the uh, Penny Arcade. I know reality show. It's yes. that show. Okay, great. Paul has to concentrate on chewing. <laughs> 
while he's got something Up, in his mouth. Down. Because otherwise... Up, oh, Jeff, choke. too much information, buddy. <laughs> okay, next Did you get subject. the part where I said otherwise he'll choke? Okay. Yeah, well, sure. you, always, you always have to go there, don't you? The yeah. choking part. You just, you know, always no, got to brag. Like he has to be quiet. Otherwise <laughs> he's going to enjoy himself. <laughs> I, I, why is he 80s Jeff? It's, he should be... You put the ball gag you know, in the mouth. I'm famous Paul. I'm Mr. Tripod. <laughs> It's getting disturbing. <laughs> let me enjoy this. Don't you just shut up and let me enjoy myself? God damn you. Shh, go to your happy place. Shut just up. go to your happy place. Close your eyes and pretend it's bull. <laughs> it's like greatest hits from last week. Paul. Close your eyes and pretend it's bull penis. I can't wait till uh, Best of Ugly Couch Show puts that in somewhere it's like best of 80s Jeff and flubs. wherever it puts it in it's gonna choke it's gonna be that it's gonna be the captain cunt line Ooh, there you go. Like, oh uh, cunt berries yeah cunt berries and yeah eight ugly couch show chokers we can geek 80s Jeff, 80s Jeff the best of 80s Jeff flubs lord yeah, that's Help it for, us. well, okay, tentatively, that's it for the shit news. There's yeah. there's plenty of shit in this that people won't care about, but somebody will probably care I at care this point. I care a lot. He Paul does care a lot. full of caring. Mm -hmm. He's care a lot bear. He is a care bear of I am. caring. And not a fucking care bear cousin. <laughs> yeah, you're a cousin. Uh-uh. There's some bullshit. <laughs> Trying to just trying to milk that series. That, that more money. The elephant. The freaking what were the? the there was a cousins? lion. Yeah. An elephant. There was a bitch. There was a, a <laughs> fart. There was a. a okay, a, wait a minute. Is this a series I, I, you designed? I, I think there was a weasel. <laughs> there was a, a chain monkey. Chain monkey. There was a chain smoking monkey. Mm -hmm. Oh, chain, chain smoking. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking chain monkey. What was that? That I think it's going to get along gang like territory. The, the the competitive like shirt tails or shirt something tails. like that. You know, they, the, the yeah, they had animals bogey. all wear shirts. Yep. Were bogey they all bears? Was, what the hell were those? No, things? Bogey was a monkey. Yeah. Right. Who acted like uh, Bogart? And there was a panda. Peter Panda, I think was his name. Maybe not. They all lived in a tree or something they lived like in that. A tree in the in the park, yeah. and uh, everybody was trying to kill them all the time. Had a weird flying car. Uh huh. Yeah. Raccoon. Was a raccoon in there? Flying there was a car. Raccoon. Okay. Yep. Now I can't believe in this. <laughs> Yeah, it got pretty fantastical pretty quick. I don't know. That with Get Along Gang and Monchi Chi, it all runs into my head. Oh, Monchi Chi is Get Along Gang is terrible. Yeah, it is. Worst show ever. Oh, Monchi Chi garbage. Wait, which is worse? Monchi Chi is still Chi disturbing. Get Along Gang is worse. Yeah. Like the yeah. faces that, yeah. Get Along Gang, Get Along Gang. Each one is special in their own way. Who's the leader? Get Along Gang. Who's the leader? Get Along Gang. Get Along Gang. Montgomery's the leader, and he's such a good sport. Fart on him. Yeah, you know it. He's a dick. I was well, like, I was always he's like, a leader. I was always like, what the fuck is this Bullwinkle looking motherfucker? <laughs> he's not Bullwinkle. Yeah, he, that, yeah, that a, Letterman. Uh, yeah, I was like Bullwinkle on. in a fucking whatever. Get along, gang. Get along, Living was, in a, and they lived in a in a caboose. Right, but they uh, go to They're hell. basically a fraternity. Oh, I hate. Yeah, it was a jock cartoon show. It was like ugh, <laughs> blech. But you remember the song. I remember everything. <laughs> Problem with my fucking brain. Something with sports related to it that Paul doesn't like? No. Uh, it wasn't even no. sports related. I think Montgomery carried a football too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. It was just horrible. It didn't uh, do see, anything. Yeah, you got it, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. They were the I, know, worst. I know his, his, his hates. They were the worst, though. That show was just so dumb. 
His little root. Pound Puppies was good. <laughs> wow. That was a good show. That, if that's not an oxymoron, I don't know. That was a good is. show, man. It had some funny stuff. He had Cooler, Nose Marie, and the guy was dressed up like uh, one of uh, one of uh, Harpo. You just lost us like half our audience on that <laughs> um, statement. Oh, man. where'd he go? Hound Puppies was good. What? <laughs> Click. I'm Hound turning this shit I, I off. Think we, I think we lost half the audience with the opening statements. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> there were so many. I've lost audiences one. in my opening. Oh. oh. <laughs> what? Audience? What? Wait a minute. Huh? Huh? What? I don't get it. I have a cavernous asshole. I I was just going to say he's got a gaping maw of an asshole, but, you know, hey. You got Paul blocked again. Damn. Oh, Jesus. He's he's in my brain. You have to get no play. I know. Whatever. (laughs) This is where Barry would be like, shut up. (laughs) Both of you, just shut up. Yeah, good surrogate Barry. Shut up. Get your fucking fire. Get over the show. Oh, my hair. You read the next one. Oh, I've got long hair. Oh, yeah. Barry. Oh. Give me that file a year ago. Hey, what are you oh. doing? I'm thinking of coming to town. Okay, later. Oh, my name's Barry. Oh. Oh, I'm Barry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you're holding the Swedish fish. Fuck dog. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Barry. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my favorite Barryism came from the very first Couchcast I listened to long before I joined. What was that? He told you to fuck you and your whore mother. <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, whoa! That's, that's, that's definitely that's a classic. Uh, Barryism. That's a good way of just summing up the show, right? <laughs> I tip for this week. <laughs> In an interview with Smithsonian Magazine, The Simpsons creator Matt Groening. Don't even. Don't even talk about this. Reveal the <laughs> don't answer. Even, don't, don't keep spreading this. Don't keep propagating this. To the Let question. It Let it go. Where is Springfield? Stop it. Stop what you're doing. Stop. What madness am I, are you stopping from me doing? Stop. He put a note. He put He put a label on it, which is fine. You could get it. They fine. answered it in the movie. Where is Springfield? <laughs> no, Borders but. On four completely he gave a real answer straight. to this. There's a oh, real really? answer now. But it's oh, not, really? Yeah, whatever. Are you saying this is True. going to, it's to, to ruin the childhood dreams want. everywhere? Do what you want. I don't care. <laughs> Damn <laughs> right. You a little bit. Do I love you. Matt Granning so much. He has been so important to me. Paul is crying right now. No. <laughs> no he's rubbing his eye himself. and he's it's, having he's, he's getting an eyelash up. in my eye. It's the pink eye. Uh, sure, it's an eyelash. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what she told me it was. It's got to be able to give me pink eye. Grady revealed that Springfield was named after Springfield, Oregon. He said that he was inspired by the show Father Knows Best, which also took place in a town named Springfield. And it always excited him because he thought it was Springfield next to Portland, which is his hometown. As one might have expected, he also stuck with the name because he found out Springfield is one of the most common names for a U.S. city, and fans will think Simpsons' hometown is named after their hometown. Yeah. It's Why very... does that bother you? It's it's he's no, talking about yeah. inspiration for when he was creating the series. No, it's, it's very cool. It's so fine. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand why you're because you're upset. Just, he just said it right there in the thing. He said, you know, the whole thing was, and, and you know, we all knew this. That the whole thing was an enigma. It's like, what, yeah, it was. Any, it was. It was instead of calling it Any Town USA, he called it Springfield, which was tantamount to calling it Any Town USA. Now he's just kind of putting a little pin in it. And I'm like, whatever. That's fine. We're going on 23 goddamn years. Yeah. yeah. So with two more contracted. Yep. Yeah. No, it's gonna it's gonna end on 25. I got a feeling. 
Yeah, you think that's... I have a feeling. Well, they, yeah, that, they I think that was the, the point. They wanted to get through the to the 25th people anniversary. Like those, people like those, yeah, that's a, a Fox is willing to cave on that one. Probably, yeah. Point. Mm-hmm. Which hey. is a shame, because it should go forever. Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Just, yeah. It should it's, have its own cable You know what? I, I catch it every now and then. It's very hit or miss. I still enjoy it. I, did, I didn't say I, I just said it's it sometimes it's really funny and sometimes it's just kind of yeah. I mean it's, it's always poignant know, last, whatever they do but it always I mean, feels good like, feels last good. season I really enjoyed it. they had just they had so many episodes that really spoke to me and I thought it was really good yep it's super I guess funny. what I guess my problem is it's it seems like it's less comedy now and more sitcommy. Yeah, they without decided, the comedy they almost, part, they're, they're trying sit to teach comedy? you something now. Yeah, well, yeah, they've always sit, done sit that, drama? but then they've wrapped it up with like inside of a, a funny joke. Oh. But now it's just more, you know, that whole, you know, here let me tell a, you know, a story that's Again, going on in our world today, no and then, structure. you know, very morality play-ish right now. Everything's in a red. Bit, yeah. Without He's trying these. to teach you something, not being sly about it. Yeah, that's that's probably my problem with it. It's not quite as sly as they've been in the past. I'm still saying they they still have a fantastic writing crew on there, and you know, voice actors are always tip top. Just you know, I miss some of the outrageous comedy that they've had in the past. That's all I'm saying. HBO has already no renewed comment. Game of Thrones for a third season. Mm-hmm. Michael Lombardo, president of HBO, had some choice positive words to say about the show and its renewal. Series creators David Benioff, Benioff and D.B. Weiss raised our expectations for the second season and then surpassed them. We are thrilled by all the viewer and media support we've received for the series and can't wait to see what Dan and David have in store for next season. Uh, Coming Soon reports that data shows that Game of Thrones Season 2 premiere had already racked up 8.3 million viewers and is projected to pass the Season 1 premiere of 9.3 million. I should watch it. I know. We're like three (laughs) weeks behind. Yeah, Yeah, I uh, I watched it. It was was cool. It was cool. Stuff you picked is, up the uh, first season? Stuff yet? is already, awesome. uh, there's already oh shit moments. They've actually, they actually did a few things that it's like, yep, you don't see that in American media. Now, well, even the they? actors were like, I watched a little thing in the behind the scenes leading up to the season, because uh, it's on in demand. You can go through and watch like little mini interviews with the cast. And the cast is like, we don't even know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you, you read a page and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, the audience is going to love this. Or yeah. like, oh, I never saw my character doing this or this character doing that. Did they and not read was, the novels? <laughs> he put, I've been surprised oh, yeah, every no. day I get to the set. Did he, they not read? Geez. He puts what where? <laughs> yeah. No, I, still, they're, they're, I, I still think I was cast on The Sopranos. What's going on yeah. here? No, there are a couple images. It's, it's actually funny because it's like... Uh, I'll be interested in hearing you guys comment on it if you catch it. It's just like, you don't see that on much television or movies or anywhere, actually. So, And I'm not talking even, like, graphically, but still. Now, are they, they're holding pretty close to the book, um, it's, uh, and they're holding, like, pretty much a novel per season? I think they're that, running yeah, along the those lines, yeah. 
I mean, I, I've not read the books, but I'm having a, a ball with it. Yeah. I mean, season one was amazing. I, mean, I gotta even finish through, the second book. Season one threw me some curves that I'm like, holy shit, did that just happen? Yeah, and it keeps happening. Which makes Todd it. giggle no, to <laughs> no does. end. It he's keeps like, happening. He's like, nobody's safe. But I'm like, I get it now. <laughs> Soprano stuff, that's yeah. the rule. That's, what, that's the only thing that makes stuff interesting anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that nobody's safe, it's funny, because in history, you sometimes read about, like, civil wars or big wars, where at the right. end of it, no one who started it is there, <laughs> you know? It's like an entirely new group of people wrap up the war and everything. Yeah, because uh, they all died. It, uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of reminds me of, a, I talked to Ron Moore one time when he was at The Experience, and this is like right after he had started BSG, and... We're talking to him and, you know, like, yeah, you know, DS9 is one of my favorite series, although it's, you know, you know, had some pretty room for, <laughs> you know, had some room for, like, things that could be proven. He's like, oh, tell me about it. He's like, he's like, I always wanted to push the boundaries with the show, but I was always told, you know, you have to leave this character, this character, and this character alone. He's like, one thing he liked about doing BSG was that he could kill off anybody throughout the series and, and then bring them they back would, as angels. Sci-fi would let him do <laughs> whatever he wanted. He said that the problem. He said the problem with when he was working on DS9 is he wasn't allowed to. Mm. I didn't you know. get a chance to have as many Ferengi angels as I wanted to. I wanted everyone to know that Jesus is alive in my heart. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Uh, <laughs> is that his voice? That doesn't even sound like Ron Ward. Uh, okay, I was gonna uh, say that. Uh, um, <laughs> Spirit, the spirit is stronger than anything in space. Oh, this guy needs He's a name, Paul. The, this is great. Come see, uh, what's come see space. Ron Moore. Come see space. Hey. <laughs> space Moore. Jesus is alive. He's the Simpsons He's right risen. Now. He's risen. Come see space Jesus. I finally got space to write my space Jesus, Jesus story. Uh, so uh, the BSGs, I wanted to call it BS Jesus, but they wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> Battlestar Gislastica. Anyway, Gislastica. So, yes, because Christ has elongated, elasticated sperm. Um, <laughs> Whoa! It's true. That's what. That's the. That's string theory right there. <laughs> oh God! Or in some circles, rope theory. Whatever. However, you want to go about it. There goes the so whole I cosmic mean, string theory. I tried to bring Garrick into the BSG universe because he was a cool character. Oh boy, I liked Garrick. Boy, oh boy. He also, so well, now you're like getting kind of Cosby. What's his name? From, the, huh? from the yeah, Now you're getting kind of Cosby. Yeah, oh and the <laughs> I wanted to see. Uh, I hoped that uh, Starbuck would come back as an angel, and it happened. I was so glad because uh, I didn't get to write the final episodes. Uh, uh, they were written to me by the Lord. Uh, it was all. It was all divinely scripted to me. I couldn't write. Moving the on. Episodes. <laughs> I didn't realize BSG was intelligently designed. <laughs> well, uh, thank the Lord. Uh, thank uh, the space Jesus. Your own personal <laughs> space Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, pretty much from the start of video gaming, but particularly since uh, games like Doom, there's been a big hubbub about violence in video games. Oh, yeah. Fart. Critics seem to believe that violent video games are sure to cause aggression in children who play them, and despite the fact that Wrong. video games, like movies, are not all made for children, that video games should be subjected to additional taxes or covered with fallacious warnings. Uh, fallacious warnings? <laughs> yeah. Fallacious uh, warnings. Turn your head to the side while playing this game. <laughs> that's a Connect game, that one. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, see, you know what? 
Okay, go ahead. <laughs> a new study from researchers at the University of Gothenburg in Sweden, however, suggests there? Gothenburg. Do they golf there? Good, they might golf. It's a golf city. I'm from it's Sweden. Isn't that weird? Welcome to Golfenburg. This is where Tiger Woods is going to retire. <laughs> Und Golfenburg. <laughs> Golfenburg. Really? Look, our city is. Isn't made that of... part of the divorce settlement? <laughs> like he had to buy her and make her Golfenburg. That's or right. <laughs> our city is is full of giant windmills. Und und uh. <laughs> <laughs> und holes all over the ground. Ah, Holland is the, okay. the windmills. Yeah, but we, we put them up oh. for the golf. Golfenburg. Welcome into Golfenburg. Anyway, you were saying? The Put- study suggests... We are next to Putt-Putt-Land. <laughs> Even the... That's, that's German, isn't it? Yeah, Put- <laughs> Putt-Putt-Land. Putt-Putt-Land invaded us during the World War II. <laughs> we were many of us Putt-Putts. My, my grandmother was raped by a Putt-Puttian. He's, he's an equal Put-Put- opportunity <laughs> offender. He's just out to defend everybody in this one. He's like, oh, half of Golfenburg was sent to the camps. The study. Golf camp. (laughs) Have we improved our swing? Yeah. No slices in Golfenburg. That's when you have an orange piece in Golfenburg. We call it an orange piece, not a slice. (laughs) What? That is why that soda pop was outlawed. We called it slich. We changed the wording. There are no slices in Golfenburg. A new study from the researchers suggests that even the most when violent... When you pick your nose in Golfenburg, you get a bogey. <laughs> Christ, <God>. please. <laughs> Which no Christ? Space Jesus. No space Jesus. <laughs> oh, space Jesus. Oh, space Jesus. A new study suggests that even the most violent of video games actually promote cooperation and encourage gamers to control their aggression. Yep. The paper, How Gamers Manage Aggression, Situating Skills in Collaborative Computer Games, published in International Journal of Computer Supported Collaborative Learning Journal. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> What's the name of this so-called publication again? Please. I had a journal at the end. Oh, so that was my what? bad. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I, that, that journal name was so long, I forgot I started with the word journal. That's hilarious. <laughs> it concerns the results of violent video games, specifically ones with strong cooperative or competitive focus. According to Science Daily, the data collected included firsthand experience from the research group, observation of third-party gamers, and video recordings. What the researchers found was that even in particularly violent games, success involves cooperation with teammates in order to kill the other players in competitive play or NPCs in co-op. Successful gamers tend to be relatively calm and strategic, whereas gamers that do exhibit aggressive behavior tend to perform poorly because no one wants to play with them. Quote, the situation gamers encounter in these games call for sophisticated and well-coordinated collaboration. We analyze what characteristics and knowledge the gamers need to have in order to be successful, says Jonas Iverson, one of the study's authors and uh, a docent at the Department of Education, Communication, and Learning. According to the researchers, the whole issue comes down to that of transfer, that is, situations in which knowledge or behavior in one situation is able or likely to be applied to another. Transfer is a big part of teaching, how you can teach kids in a way that he'll apply it elsewhere on his own, With violent video games, it's a question of whether or not this violent behavior is something that is likely to be taken away from the games and applied elsewhere. 
Iverson thinks it is not. Quote, in a nutshell, we're questioning the whole gaming and violence debate since it's not based on a real problem, but rather on some hypothetical reasoning, unquote. Yep. There was a study done, too, that uh, showed that uh, gamers in general are better able to cope with stress in real-world situations because they, they are, it's that whole um, problem-solving thing. So whereas somebody that doesn't game would run into a stressful situation and then not know how to cope with it and then either act out aggressively, violently, etc., a gamer is going to tend to be a little more rational about trying to solve the problem calmly and say, okay, how am I going to solve this and how am I going to solve it without resorting to violence type deal. So. Except for that angry German kid on YouTube. Yeah, he don't do that at all. He beats his keyboard. <clears throat> beats the keyboard. Well, that may, that may, that may work all good and well for those Swedish kids, but here That's in America, right. <laughs> children are influenced by what they see, what they hear, what they're touching. The games are Hello. bad. And the space Jesus says so. <laughs> So, there you go. And it's that's, Sweden. It's, that's what it's Sweden the, that's what hasn't done anything violent in like a century and a half. Right. Well, there's plenty of Swedish Nazis. Well. And yeah. uh, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo came out of Sweden. Huh? What are you saying? It's not based on a true story. Dingus. Uh-oh. I think Space Jesus told him otherwise. <laughs> Space Jesus told me otherwise. Uh, But that was pretty violent. Violent story. Violent story. Violent story. They wrote that down. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I saw that. It affected me. I can tell, Mike. Oh, boy. That's just <laughs> you, had your, you had your dragon tattoo laser removed? I Art did. affected yeah. me. Outlaw it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, citizen, show us on the doll where Art taught you. <laughs> That's the whole fucking problem, man. Exactly the point, yeah. I watched this. It offended me. It affected me in some way. Of course it did, you dumb shit. That's art. It's supposed to. We are provocateurs. Hi, I'm art. Let me provocateur you. <laughs> <laughs> and touch you. Hold still. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to touch you both appropriately and inappropriately. If you dislike what? it, do not pay for it and watch something else. Get along. Yeah, but that's Get their whole scheme. Game. That's their whole scheme. Exactly. That you, when, you, when you want to ban something in America, go to the Kid Connection. Yeah, <clears throat> well, and that right there, hopefully, in the next decade, is going to be remedied. Because, the for all this all time, up and we well, won't have any more. <laughs> the, whole, the whole of video gaming has been infantilized this whole time. For no good reason. Mm. It's slowly growing up, but people still don't <clears throat> get it. You got games like Grand Theft Auto and, and uh, games like The Witcher 2 that's coming out and all these kind of Hell things. Hell yeah, great it's game. very adult-themed games. We've got to get there because, you know, even, yeah. I mean, animation went through this for a long, long time. And s still people look at animation as a kid's thing in a lot of ways, but hmm. it's gotten free from some of that. We've got to make sure that video games don't fall into that same trap. Gamers and, uh, are growing up and yes, capable they, of voting. And slowly but surely... The people who love this decisions. stuff are getting into places of power and starting to wake up and slap these old people around and go, look, motherfucker, get out of my chair. And then the old people vote 5-4 and send them to jail. Whatever. <laughs> so you're basically saying we're going to be telling the old people to get off my lawn now? Get, get hey, off my lawn, boogies, Get off my lawn! No, it's actually more like get, get out from in front of the game. screen. Yeah. Grandpa, get out from in front of the screen. <laughs> 
Um, you watch and watch this, this finish. Woo! Critical <laughs> it, edge. It might have been something I heard here, or maybe I heard somebody else say it. I can't recall where I heard it. But the, there, somebody was arguing a similar point about how you know this art affected me, and I didn't like it, and da-da-da. Well, turn it off. Go find what you do like. Yep. There's so yeah. much out there. Yeah. You know, why are you pursuing these things that you hate? You should be pursuing something you love and enjoy. George Carlin said it best. It's like there's yeah. two knobs on the radio. One changes the channel, the other turns it off. Yep. It, it applies and Gallagher to... said there's one that says brightness, but that don't work, does it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You were right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> and then he smashed a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is people that really obsess on that stuff, art that offends them, do so because it has struck at a fundamental truth or a problem in their life that they can't get around. And yep. they'd rather destroy that fundamental truth being revealed than face it. Yeah. That's a real problem. Yeah, they, just did a, they just had a study about uh, you know the old classic uh, self-loathing homosexual type thing. Oh, yeah, they yeah. find more and more that the case is that people who are more homophobic tend to be repressed homosexuals homosexual homosexual. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of psychology to that. Yeah, it's... So it's the same kind of thing. People that lash out against things that they quote-unquote hate tend to have something deep down that's... That's what I said. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ire. That ire. article came out of the Journal of Redundancy Journal. Redundancy Journal. We should publish that twice a week. <laughs> and publish it exactly the same way, too. Oh, that's good. I already read this one. Robert Downey Jr. will face off against... <laughs> what? What the hell just happened to you? He's literally face against uh, the microphone right now. I know what happened to him. Robert Downey Jr. will face off against Sir Ben Kingsley. In Iron Man 3. Dumb. <laughs> the very mention Dumb. of Kingsley as a comics villain brings the Mandarin to mind. Yeah, if he's the Mandarin, fine. But he's not. While Dumb. John Favreau <laughs> dropped Mandarin clues in Iron Man 1 and would have featured that Seriously, classic Iron not Man villain. The Mandarin. If he's struck around for part 3, why the director Shane Black is taking a different path? <laughs> <laughs> Boo! According to Variety. Iron Man 2 was garbage anyway. What? Half of it was good. The second half was terrible. Oh, Lord. Did you see that piece of shit? Yeah, I yeah. own it. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Garbage. Kick him in the nads. Piece of shit. And I love What's-His-Nuts, who played Rhodey. No, it was Don Cheadle. I told, I told you about Have my, you seen him in my, House of Lies? My dream Freaking of, awesome, of him dude. as my husband. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that one. I had a dream that Don Cheadle was my husband. That's how much and I skills was Don jealous. <laughs> what the no, fuck? He's your husband. No <laughs> homosexuality here. None. People. I love Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about I not repressed. Like what the no, fuck, Paul? I think the world of Don be Cheadle, your husband and, and I think very. Uh, he was very uh, underutilized in that uh, in that second film. Sure. It, it, it devolved into Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I was very disappointed in the ending of that movie. I, yeah, the ending was. Uh, I like Rock'em Sock'em. Nothing to be excited about. Shut up! I liked the ending. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> I but I uh, okay, well, fit, c- continue because yes. I want to hear where this is going. Because the Mandarin clearly he's going to be Gandhi. 
It's a short movie. <laughs> I am going to violently protest your movie. I am not going to fight you, Mr. Iron Man. <laughs> oh, you killed me with one punch. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Godzilla versus Bambi. <laughs> Iron Man versus Gandhi. According to Variety, insiders have denied that the wealthy Chinese scientist would be the villain and claim that Kingsley's character... <laughs> it's probably to the to the benefit of Ben Kingsley not having to be all... Oh, <laughs> Dude. Oh, I mean, trying to... Ben Kingsley has done lately. Someone other than, you know, Chinese um, background being the Mandarin, that's, you know... Why not Chow Yun-Fat, dude? Oh, there you go. Although he may be a little too heroic. Kingsley's character would play a role that revolves around the spread of a virus through nanobots, given that Iron Man 3... So it's going to be Iron Man Extremis. ...is based yeah. on Warren Ellis' 62 Extremis oh. miniseries. Well, cool then. That include Great. a new origin story for Iron Man that focused heavily on nanotechnology. Then what is Ben Kingsley doing in that story? I don't know. Extremis also dealt with the attempt to recreate the super soldier serum that was used to create Captain America. Right. And post-Avengers that could easily play into an Iron Man sequels storyline. I'm not sure what that was supposed to be. Whatever. James Cameron has teamed up with the Discovery Cable Network to produce Robogeddon, a new scripted series where robots fight to the death. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, yeah! <laughs> First, of all, yeah. First of all, how would you qualify as robot death? I, I didn't write the show. I don't know. Okay. See, Transformers 2. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll get back <laughs> there to you. Go. Uh, reality television mastermind Mark Burnett, who has worked on everything from Survivor to The Apprentice, is also involved. Development is set to begin later this year on Robogeddon. Fine. Wait, Reality show with robots. It's a scripted show, though. It is a scripted show. So it's. Oh, sorry, it's, sorry, sorry. I, I, I non-scripted series. Ah. Oh, see, I thought it was wrestling, ah, but with it's robots. Just, it's just robot wars again. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't they already do that? But it's gonna be better because robots are better. Robots are better now. And, James Rock them, and it's it. probably gonna be all humanoid-style robots. That would well, be I my. Think, yeah, they're gonna be ibos. Yeah. I think they're kind of following the people around. They're. Um, the crews they have to. Yeah, I thought they did that with Robot Wars. Just have they, like, a camera sitting on a robot behind the scenes on how it's they a, develop no, the robots are already following in. people around. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> we lost. <clears throat> Robopocalypse. Robo. Yeah, I got this from Blaster. This is for you, uh, Star Trek: The Experience fans. When the city of Las Vegas put out the word they were holding a competition for downtown Vegas redevelopment. Gary Goddard of the Goddard Group thought it'd be a fantastic and lucrative idea to channel the public's love for Star Trek into a giant attraction that, if done well, would bring visitors by the transport full. He was with Landmark Entertainment at that time, as I recall. Quote, my concept was to do something so large and so epic it would fire the imaginations of people around the world. After looking at how difficult it would be to bring people to downtown core from the Strip, I knew we had to have something really exciting, dynamic, and without equal. We kicked around a few ideas, then I came up with something really unique. I went to Chuck Chancellor, my lead designer then, and a genius as well, and said, what if we built Starship Enterprise full scale on the land at the end of the street? Imagine that. Chuck looked at me as if I lost my mind, but by that time, he had also know, knew I was serious about big ideas like this. He immediately started work on some of those ideas. The big idea 
was building the ship itself at full scale. That was the main attraction. And that being said, we also knew that we would have to have some kind of show on board. So, conceptually, it was to be a tour of the ship with all the key rooms, chambers, decks, and corridors that we knew from the movie. There was going to be the dining area of the ship's crew where you could dine in Starfleet Comfort and other special features. Uh, we, there was also one or two interesting ride elements that we were considering, including a high-speed travelator that would whisk you from deck to deck. Well, a all of which sounds awesome. A total no-brainer provided that Vegas committee liked it, and they thought they could afford it, which they did, and informed Goddard that Star Trek Enterprise was their choice, and they would like to move forward. All they needed now was Paramount's final approval. Goddard didn't think that would be a problem. He'd also gotten the green light from Paramount's licensing division, as well as the studio's president of production, Sherry Lansing. There was one man left to convince, Paramount's chairman, Stanley Jaffe. As Goddard recalls, it was a disaster. All of our work, quote, all of our work, the effort to get Paramount, the mayor, the redevelopment committee aligned, everything had come to this moment. We were ready to go, money in place, land provided by the city, license for the property negotiated with Paramount licensing, all set. If Mr. Jaffe says yes, we are go to go on the project. And the city wanted to have a press conference within a week announcing the project. So, with everyone in the room, I take Mr. Jaffe through the project with the art, the plans, the overall concept. After my spirited pitch, everyone was beaming, except Mr. Jaffe. Mr. Jaffe thanked us for the effort, and he congratulated us on creating a bold concept and presentation and went into a speech that went something like this. You know, this is a major project. You're going to put a full-scale enterprise up in the heart of Las Vegas. On one hand, that sounds exciting. But on the other hand, it might not be a great idea for us, for Paramount. Everyone in the room was stunned, most of all me, because I could see where this was going. In the movie business, when we produce a big movie, and it's a flop, we take some bad press for a few weeks or a few months, but then it goes away. The next movie that comes out, everyone forgets. But this, this is different. If this doesn't work, if this is not a success, it's there forever. I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, this guy does not get it. <laughs> and he said, I don't want to be the guy that approved this, and then it's a flop, and sitting out in Vegas forever. And with that, Mr. Jaffe, in a single moment, destroyed about five months of work by a host of people and killed one of the greatest ideas of all time, unquote. The De Redevelopment Committee shifted their dick. focus to the runner-up, the Fremont Street Experience that graces Vegas downtown today. Now, after Jaffe left Paramount, the studio would later bring Star Trek to Las Vegas, but on a smaller scale with the experience at the Hilton, and that closed 10 years later. Neatly tucked away where no one could see it. Yeah. Yep. So, this, this, is, this was incredible. This is in 1992, people. This is like one year after the 25th anniversary. It's like right after uh, Star Trek VI came out. It was a huge yep. success. So, I mean, they were already riding that wave of... Was Next Gen was still on the air, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Next Gen was still on the air. It was king. Yeah. yeah. It was, was, it was the highest-rated syndicated show ever. Mm -hmm. DS9 had just started. So, I mean... The fervor at an all-time high. Yeah. Basically, you know, it was a no-brainer. The city of Las Vegas approved this. They were That's ready to so spend funny. $150 million to build this thing. It was good. It was a go. One person had to say yes. There's concept out, art out there. It's, yeah. It looks incredible. It, yeah. 
I had and, seen some of these pictures before. And at the same before. time, amazingly ridiculous. I had seen some of these pictures before, and I, and it, it, was, it was rumored that this was the hotel concept that, you know, the Star Trek hotel that Paramount was looking at prior to the experience. I now know, having read this, this is what they were talking about, and this is what the guy that sat at my bar one day said. He's like, yeah, just imagine what this could have been. He's like, we, we had much bigger plans for the experience than what it is now. He's like, it's still cool, but... It could have been bigger and better, and we were yeah, sitting there going, I wonder what. And then now it's like, this is, well, this was huge. Maybe another 20 years down the road it'll actually happen. Well, I, I doubt it. Huh? It, it's probably not here. Maybe not. not. Who knows? Singapore. I uh, never know. Just to think, just think, that could be where that god-awful Neonopolis is right now. In 20 years, I want my Enterprise ride to be in space. <laughs> there you True. go. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Long and the short of it. Oh, yeah. Enterprise Hotel in orbit. Take the space elevator. Space. <laughs> That's the ride. Sex. That's the ride. Yeah. There you go. SpaceX. Would they have a church, the Space Jesus? No. In the space hotel? <laughs> no. Because that, that ho- space hotel would be nothing but cum stained sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck cum stained sheets. Well, I mean, be cum stained walls. Walls. And fucking and zero G. Yeah. yeah. Be the, that, that don't would be, turn on the fan. Yeah. Yeah. Don't turn on the fan. <laughs> don't turn on the black light. If you're talking about stains, it would just float in yeah. zero G forever. He's like, no, yeah, door yeah. opens and just. You want to talk about your cosmic string? <laughs> it would hit no. the wall at some point. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's string theory, all right. Someone open a window. <laughs> did, did, a, did a spider get loose in here? What the fuck? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, the maids get paid a lot. I stay in space for 14 years. Oh, take a drink. <laughs> I've been working in a space hotel. I have a special G's vacuum. <laughs> I collect the zero GG's. I have, I have Do also. Do like a from Family Guy. I have a spray. I have a spray to show up a green color no, if, it's a, if it's a stain from a vagina. No. It's, it's no... <laughs> I stay. In the past 30 years, only a handful of genre shows have been given Peabody Awards, which recognize excellence in television. And this year, HBO's epic adaptation of George R.R. R. Martin's sweeping novels have won. Game of Thrones joins such hallowed company as <clears throat> Battlestar Galactica, Lost, The Simpsons, The X-Files, Star Trek The Next Generation, Animaniacs, Avatar The Last Airbender, and Twin Peaks on the list of sci-fi and fantasy shows that exemplify excellence. Those are all great shows, except for Lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lost you know what? Lost and BSG are both really good, and they both crap out at the end. Oh, here we go. What? Did you watch Lost? Yes, I did. Garbage, pale kids. Crap. God damn, the last five episodes of that are just shit. A hard time landing those endings. Man... You don't have a hard time landing that ending unless you go, um, Deus Ex Machina. They threw away everything. They threw away every other season. They tied up like two things. Two things. So much cool shit they could have done. God damn it. And why they didn't push for another season. Why those greedy fucks just didn't go one more season. Whatever. Variety reports that Universal Pictures, which has owned The Mummy since 1932. Hold on. The Mummy? They've got it somewhere? 
Aren't they afraid? <laughs> Why do they keep that around? Because if they <laughs> don't, it gets loose. They Yikes! Right. And then it comes back. It just yeah. Yeah. haven't you seen it? It just can. And the only way to keep the mummy pacified, pacified is by doing another mummy putting... movie reboot every now and that then. That makes sense. That's why he's like, if you've seen the, first... I want to be in a film with Abbott and Costello. <laughs> and that guy kept him chill for like yeah. a decade. If you see the first one <laughs> with Brendan Fraser, it all makes sense. Like. <laughs> I want to do a movie with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> that kid's hot. That star is rising. Imhotep is getting resurrected pony. every few years. He's got very classic tastes. Ox on a moon. <laughs> and Sino Man. Sino Man. I look like toilet paper. Well, in order to keep it pacified, they are relaunching the property one more time. Fart. The most recent take on it, which uh, kicked off in 1999, The Mummy. Made Brendan Fraser into an action star and was more oriented toward Indiana Jones like Adventure than Chills. The 1999 Mummy was a huge hit. 433 million worldwide. It was a fun movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. yeah. I, 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 own, it. I own that stupid yeah. trilogy. It was, it's like it two was sequels. Awesome. Yep. Uh, then you had the uh, spin-off Scorpion King movies, animated series, and Scorpion the, King. the Revenge of the Mummy roller coaster ride. <laughs> uh, the Scorpion King standalone movie wasn't terrible. The first one's okay. The Scorpion King the creature in the movie was no, god awful. Yeah, that was that was that was, that was, a, that was a fart. It was like it was like you had you had all of this. You had ninety percent of the movie was awesome, and then all of a sudden, this poorly rendered CG nah. monster comes in, and you're like. What the fuck just yeah, happened? Right. I need time, time to cook. All that time, you're like, I mean, oh, we're, we're going to get to see the rock as a scorpion now. No, yeah, no, it's not oh, yes. He kind of looked good. like Goro. And then you're like watching <laughs> the credits yeah, and go, wait yeah. a minute. ILM did this? If only yeah, he looked yeah. as good as Goro. He no! did look as good as Goro. You're right. He looked really whack. Oh. Well, oh, the new man, one's there's... being written by John Spates, who wrote the two alien prequels for Ridley Scott that laid the groundwork for the upcoming Prometheus. Uh, Spates, who's yet to be produced sci-fi screenplay Spates-o. Passengers... Landed him a lot of studios' watch lists and got him the Prometheus gig. Uh, He told Variety, I see The Mummy as the sort of opportunity I had with Prometheus to go back to a franchise's roots in dark, scary source material and simultaneously open it up in an epic scale we haven't seen before. So, you know what? You know what? When I first found out that The Mummy was getting remade, I got excited. And then when they said, okay, it's going to be Indiana Jones, I was like, fuh. But then I saw it and liked it. I'm glad that they're going to go back and try The Mummy as a scary movie scary. again. There's nothing scary about stuff anymore, though. Especially I mummies. disagree. In this day and age, well, mummy, mummies I, are scary? I, I'm not, I was, you said scary in, in general, and that was why I disagree with. Mummy? I don't know. I'll give him a chance. Nothing scares me about a mummy anymore. That's because no one's made a mummy scary. Man, I think it can be done. It's also really different. The universal mummy is actually a lot different from the popular archetype that everybody... The universal mummy really wasn't about the bandaged dude wandering around. That was like the opening scene. And then the rest of the movie, Boris Karloff is actually flesh and blood and wearing clothes and stuff and doing weird mystical shit. Which was kind of what they did with... With the remake. the remake, not not it's putting not, Jones in. not quite because it wasn't it was it was very atmospheric. It was very it was not action oriented at all. I mean but I mean that stuff creepy. that stuff owed a lot more to the Hammer Horror Mummy, which was mm. even though he never got out of the bandages, he was it was much more. I'm coming to smack you with my bandage fist, pow. <laughs> 
Ooh, I've been just, shot. Yeah, I'm that's going just to like stagger. when you see the Universal monsters all lined up. It's like the mummy's like the one you're like, what? Wolfman, eh. Frankenstein's monster. Eh. Well, you have to remember well, when Dracula, the mummy came out. Eh, eh. It was that, so... that, wait, the mummy came out. Get get <laughs> get us weekly on the phone. There you go. Have when I got a scare for you. There you go. You know why he's got a hole in the back of his uh, rags near his butt? Why? <laughs> Say your joke so we can continue. Get it out that, of your that system. That was the joke. <laughs> no, I'm saying when the movie premiered, <laughs> Mummy Mania was at its peak. I mean, they mummy had just discovered Mania. they had Come just out discovered King of Tomb not long before that. Come out with your mummy. I'm done. <laughs> Move on. No, you're Pointless. right. No, no right. That, that was the that was Discovery Heaven. That was when. Uh, you know. And the curse happened. But I'm talking about the fact that people knew next to nothing about Egyptian history with mummies. It was scary. Because it was an unknown. I think what you're trying to address is the fact that now that we know a lot about Egyptology and mummies and the whole thing, does that why you're saying you don't think it's scary? I don't think mummies are scary. But maybe if it was a space mummy, because we don't know anything about space mummies, it might be scary again. It's, it's a take on The Walking Dead is basically what it is. It is. I don't know. They're all Walking Dead. I don't know. I just Ooh, don't find yeah. a mummy scary. Wrapped up in bandages. Wolfman's not. Wolfman. Wolfman's got an Creature, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Lagoon. That's about it. Frankenstein's monster. Dracula. Yep. Patient Zero. Mm-hmm. Patient Zero. Zombie Jesus Day. Who else is scary that's a mummy? Has oh, what the hell has been mummy? scary ever? What 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 was the last thing there that was scary, scared you? You know, when I, I guess yeah, it's, stuff doesn't get you get less scary as, as, as right. you, you get, get a little older. desensitized to yeah. it because you're you're more educated about yeah. things. Well, like, not that, but you've, you've you've seen a lot of it. Yeah, and so. no, but horror movies don't scare me anymore. No, they're adventure movies now because I know all the production behind it, mm-hmm. and so it's dumb. And then I guess yeah, like although I'll say it again, Insidious was real good. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Breaking Bad is scary. Breaking In its own way, I can see me. that. But anything with gunplay scares That's me. It's because you live next to a meth dealer. <laughs> True. <laughs> anything with gunplay does scare me, though. Man. Well, we do live in Vegas. All of us live next yeah, to a meth that's dealer. True. Yeah, that's true. Well, I live next to a tomb, so you know, mummies freak me out. Turn oh, down what that a, stereo. Uh, uh, there you go. What's a uh, Mumra? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Mumra lives in Mums, our basement, so what the hell? Yeah, yeah it's so true. Then, um, he does live down there. Why would I not be scared? He's not. He's not scared of anything. Uh-oh. Oh, you hear somebody knocking no, on the floor? Fuck off. Oh, nope. no. <laughs> no. The universal mummy. Thing. Not not, not the thunder. What was this bullshit about <laughs> mummy? Good God damn it. Hi, Mom. Rod. Good to see you back on the show. Go ahead. Read the next piece. All right. Uh, Bioware has announced that due to overwhelming amount of player feedback received over the endings to their finale, to their space opera finale, Mass Effect 3, they'll be releasing an epilogue of sorts via free downloadable content. They should put a mummy in the finale and marmot. And space Jesus. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mass Effect 3 extended cut due out sometime this summer will reportedly provide further clarity to the ending of Mass Effect 3 and, quote, Deeper insights into how the player's personal journey concludes. I got an extended cut at my bris. 
<laughs> really? Mumra? Yes. You're Jewish? <laughs> what the fuck did you think? Of course. The so, DLC's freeness <laughs> will expire on April 12, 2014. I have a DLC freeness. <laughs> <laughs> only Paul thinks that's funny. No, no, he's not the only one. <laughs> Quote, we have reprioritized our post-launch development efforts to provide the fans who want more closure and even more context and clarity to the ending of the game in a way that will feel more personalized for each player. Unquote. Boo. <laughs> What's the shit about mummies? <laughs> At least they're putting it out for free. I'm yeah. going back to bed. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Mummer, for joining us for that short time uninvited. I just went to the bathroom in my pants. <laughs> and well, that, well, you're already right. handy. You, already you have don't the have the toilet papers. <laughs> you got the hole in the back, so Real you're good to go. Real nice. Real nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing us a solid. Fine. <laughs> Mummer did a solid on the on the. My pleasure. <laughs> It's all dry and dusty. <laughs> yes, I don't drink enough water. You need some prune juice, too, or something. I need That's anything. <laughs> My fecal matter. Of course, of course it's solid. It's downright petrified. My, it's like... Well, people don't realize that I am the originator of the novelty product Magic Sand. <laughs> It's actually my poop. And that's where Coprolite comes from. Ah. <coughs> and that's why mummies are scary. Get back down there. Goodbye. Consumerist public reader poll of the worst company in America ended with Electronic Arts being sent the Golden Poo Award. Can't get away from the poo. Uh, firms like Comcast, Ticketmaster, and Walmart were all considered, but the ultimate face-off was between Bank of America and EA. The latter walked away with 64% of the 250,000 votes cast. The Consumerist reportedly included the game's publisher in the bracket on account of its... Cons uh, consolidation it's of what? the industry. On account of its what? Consolidation of oh, the industry okay. and nickel and dime tactics. Gotcha. Quote, consumerist readers ultimately decided that the type of greed exhibited by EA, which is supposedly to making the world a more fun place, is worse than Bank of America's avarice, which would argue the entire point of operating a bank, said the <laughs> consumerist in its reveal post yesterday. Quote, and uh, EA, EA countered with this uh, press statement, quote, we're sure that bank presidents, oil, tobacco, and weapons companies were all relieved that they weren't on this list this year. We are going to continue making award-winning games and services played by more than 300 million people worldwide, unquote. I do like playing EA more than I like playing the ATM. That's true. Unless I, I have money in the bank. But I, but I have, kind of fun. But the obvious question is out there. This poll that anybody Just could Michael, vote wait on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, now, let's, okay. let's, let's, let's yeah, yeah. Come on. We can't let that pass. That's true. <laughs> no. you, we, know, we know how you like to play the ATM. <laughs> Isn't that true, Cupcake? <laughs> <laughs> You 
should know better by now, Mike. What's wrong with you? I found, my, I found myself overdrawn. <laughs> Is that when you came out? Yep. I came out of the ATM. As good a place as any to come out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want a new ending. Well, download it. I just did download it in my pants. He's <laughs> doing it again. I guess when they get to the like the ever living state of age, you really can't talk. The about ever how living, just, yeah, yeah. What's just shit wherever. <laughs> <laughs> you need some. You need some. The whole world is my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Jeff! The whole world is. He speaks. <laughs> It speaks! There's geriatric care and there's ever-living care. <laughs> what, what poor fucking hospice worker gets stuck with the ever-living? <laughs> oh no, my patient, my patient is Mumra the ever-living. I'll go where I want. You should just go on to heaven right now. You need to just let go. I am not ready <laughs> to go. Wait, I am ready to go. <laughs> oh, no. By the stench of evil. Oh, it? And next door, Elvis and John F. Kennedy are just like, we got to kill that fucking ever-living motherfucker. Yeah. And Hotep was made. Yeah. Yeah. Giving the ever-living a bad name. I didn't realize that that's who Bubba Hotep was. No, it's, um, it's beautiful. Uh, 30 years after its debut, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is coming to DC Comics again. Oh, Christ. Beginning in July, DC Comics will publish a six-issue miniseries written by James Robinson and pencils by Philip Tan, inks by Roy Jose. In this new series... All luminaries. Yeah. In this new series, <laughs> Robinson reintroduces the Masters of the Universe to comic readers with Skeletor having won a major victory in rewriting the world of Eternia, where he now rules from Castle Greyskull, and the Masters have no memory of their former glory. Adam is a simple woodsman, haunted by dreams of a heroic warrior wielding a powerful sword in battle. He is found by a mysterious sorceress who tells him his dreams are the way the world should be, and he is Eternia's champion, He-Man. Adam sets off on a quest to regain his power and reawaken the masters of the universe. And Paul already has his copies reserved, doesn't he? Not yet, but I'm going to. That's cool. Well, yeah, um, wait a minute, James... James... Robinson, yeah. Robinson, yeah. That, that's... No, that is that's, that is a better group. That's He's pretty Starman. Good. Yeah. yeah. That's the... Yeah. It's going to be good. And Philip Tan. Philip yeah. Tan's good, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is a... It's going to be fucking good. Well, because they're, they're building up to movie time. Yeah. Two, three more years. Yeah. You're going to have a master's film, guys. It's going to happen. And it's going to be a flop! Maybe. <laughs> Just like Maybe the last not. one. Dude, Transformers. Yeah, it's true. Um, now, uh... Terrible movie, but oh, Masters could be awesome. Uh, it's interesting because uh, part of that story is very close to what the Four Horsemen, the guys who do the sculpting of the toys, yeah, it's what they'd envisioned during the reboot before oh, the, okay. before the new cartoon came out back in two thousand. The figures kind of came right before the, the 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 show. Actually, it was very serendipitous that they met with Mattel as Mattel was planning to do a new cartoon line, but their whole idea. You've seen the new cartoon, the 2000 cartoon, no, right? I didn't see it. Any of you guys see it? Yes. So you know how He-Man's sword is very techno? It's got like yeah. like machine parts to it. It looks like a it's a fucking machine. Yeah. Like, and it's, mm. it, it springs in half yeah. and yeah. twists around it. 
Okay, so the story was, and you've seen Skeletor has two blades. Yeah, he's got the he's a dual wielding. He's got the story was he got both the halves of the power sword. That was the original idea. Oh, really? Skeletor okay. had one and got both the halves of the power sword and was able to take over Grayskull and learn the secrets of Grayskull because he got both halves of the power sword. So, in order to combat Skeletor, Man at Arms manufactured a new power sword for He Man that then the sorceress endowed with magic abilities to still channel the powers of Grayskull. So, that, that's the whole story. So, he had a. So that was their original concept. That was their original concept when they were rebooting the the, the action figures. Was that, yes, Skeletor had won, and He-Man had to come back, and he had a new manufactured sword Ah. built built for him by Man-at-Arms. That's why it looked like that. It's a techno sword. Uh Uh-huh. John Romero, one of the chief architects of the seminal first-person shooter Doom, is returning to the genre that made him a celebrity. It's been a dozen years since Romero made a shooter. He's such a hot chick. (laughs) (laughs) But an interview with Eurogamer, he confirmed plans to return to making action games, though not ready to divulge a lot of details yet. Yes, I'm definitely going to be making another shooter, and it will be on PC first. Don't want to talk about the details, but I already know what it is. I've already kind of designed the thing, and it's pretty cool. Though, of course, I'm going to say that. I think it's a neat design I haven't seen anywhere else, unquote. About the only hint Romero gave was the game would be MMO-ish and that the character would grow and get better over time. So there you go. Romero. After Daikatana, his next game. Yep. Yep. John Romero is going to make you his bitch again. (laughs) And DC Comics announced on Monday it would be introducing a new done-in-one brand named National Comics to explore single characters within the DC Universe. This new universe of one-shots will focus on four announced characters that exist within the new 52 universe, uh, but do not have a complete home or place so far. Oh, I thought these were characters with no significant other. Uh, the titles <laughs> the titles announced are Eternity, Madam X, Rose and Thorn, and Looker. Oh, see? Looker probably has some pop- popular possibilities, but Rose and Thorn? Mm-mm. Madam X? Nobody's going to date you if you call yourself Madam X. Well... <laughs> I guess some guys will. The, BDS, <laughs> the BDSM crowd will. About Eternity. I imagine. Madam Xanadu? Yeah. Eternity? Yeah. Well, that's Calvin Klein for men. Uh, Each comic centers around previously explored characters in the old, even pre-crisis DC Oh, universe. they've all been previously explored. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> no virgin eggs from Nobody them. Nobody wants used <laughs> business, y'all. DC, DC match is that is that's what it is national yeah. they're, they're, but they're putting on a whole different line it's like like they they stripped all the other ones away I mean Vertigo is still Woolery. there Vertigo still there gonna right. be writing some of these Chuck Woolery <laughs> really yeah really <laughs> I'm asking a legitimate news question <laughs> since when <laughs> Chuck Woolery yeah I know game show host Love connection. Yeah, I know. I got it. Madam X, where was the strangest place you ever cast a spell? That'd be up the butt, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so now the episode has to be up the butt, Chuck. (laughs) Up the butt, Chuck. God, now he's rubbing off on Commander K. Oh, rubbing off? Oh. Oh, Just describe it for the audience, why don't you, Jeff? I want a new ending. (laughs) (laughs) Don't download. Don't download. Too late. He took your stick, Paul. Yeah, yeah. 
And then and, and, <laughs> and made it better. Yeah, he yeah. went ATM oh. with my shtick. Uh, oh. <laughs> Watch where you put that shtick, boy. Yank. Uh, Hold on. Ugh. You're going to get it all in my genictica zoink. <laughs> and with face Jesus watching. Uh. <laughs> what are you watching? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. And of course, watch the Ugly Couch Show. We tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. I read Avengers vs. X-Men. Yeah? You happy? I am so far. It looks like a normal comic book all of a sudden. Close to it. Yeah, all people of a fighting and stuff. And yeah. A verse two versus what? Versus what Bendis has been doing to the Avengers for the last three, four versus years. Okay. I, I really have been terribly disappointed with what he did with the Avengers. New Avengers on. It started guy. off with a bang, literally. But there comes a point when if there is no like it's my old argument if there is no normal then anything abnormal he did, he broke the cardinal rule of improvisation wherein if you're in a scene you can have realistic characters in an abnormal crazy world or crazy characters in a very realistic world comic books operate in a somewhat realistic world marvels as close to a realistic world as you can get it happens in our universe it happens in new york and stuff but there are still some crazy stuff going on and the characters are hyper not so when you break that world apart and make that world super crazy full of fucking hand ninjas everywhere and scrolls and nobody's who they seem he broke the world so like all it, the, like image and valiant in the nineties, basically. So all the all these hyper crazy characters had nothing to ground them. So you've got all these fantastic whimsical people behaving in a fantastic whimsical world where nothing makes sense. There's no there's no footing, and you no can't rules. relate to no it. rules, and there's nowhere to re- yeah. There's no way to relate to it. No way to relate to it whatsoever. And while that might be indicative of the times we're living in. And could be viewed as, you know, a very conscious choice. Ambiguity is what rules most of modern culture right now. Uh, I call it Grant Morrison, personally. You know what I mean? Well, proven by just today, I read on Yahoo, of all places, how they're allowing uh, transgender people to enter the Miss Universe contest. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So ambiguity is the, is the rule of the day right now. Uh, so there is no longer any place to put your foot. Really, it, 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 the, the shit will slip. Is that uh, what happens <laughs> in transgender? <laughs> yeah, that's well. Where do I put uh, my foot? <laughs> oh, fuck you! Get if, out of my sight. If the surgery oh, gets my. botched, you have plenty of places to put your foot. <laughs> I, oh. uh, I am Master Torgo. <laughs> I'm the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. And I'm not Commander K. <laughs> Just Michael. And yes, we'll, it was one of those episodes. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week in geek. This is one you're going to tell your mom about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mom, please. Come out with mommy. Please call me. I I know since I told you to listen last time, I haven't talked to you, but really. My mother, she never calls anymore. (laughs) Why don't she call? Because she listened to the show. (laughs) And if you're listening in Arizona, then please run away. That's right. (laughs) Right? Ha ha, suckers. Baba booey, baba booey. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs>